you're listening to The Health Classes You Missed. My name is Monica and I am a secondary school health teacher with a passion for all things health. Whether you're currently at school or finished 20 years ago, this podcast will help you understand those topics that may have been skimmed over, considered inappropriate or flat out ignored. So sit up straight, faces forward, let's get into it. So now we're going to look at how THC actually affects our internal system. So this is from the American Journal of Drug and Alcohol Abuse, and it can be a bit sciencey. However, I have changed a few things and simplified a few things just so it is a bit easier to understand, especially over a podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely a visual learner. So kind of listening to some of these things, sometimes I can get a little bit lost. So I'm going to do the best I can to break this down and make Make sure that everyone fully understands this process. So we have something in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system. Now a little fun fact, this system was discovered in the 1990s. So the word cannabinoid is a compound that is found in cannabis. So it's actually how this system got its name. So it's quite new. The 1990s were not that long ago. The endocannabinoid system is believed to play a role in regulating functions of our sleep, mood, appetite, memory, reproduction, and fertility. And it exists and is active even if we have zero cannabis use. So it's active regardless of whether you've ever tried or taken marijuana before. So the endocannabinoid system involves three core components. Firstly, you have the endocannabinoids. Secondly, the receptors, and thirdly, the enzymes. So these endocannabinoids, they keep our internal functions running smoothly and your body produces them as needed. So the endocannabinoids keep the internal functions running smoothly. That is the first core component. The second core component are the receptors and receptors are found throughout the body. Now, our receptors and our endocannabinoids are friends. So our endocannabinoids bind to our receptors so that the endocannabinoid system can take action. So our endocannabinoid system relies on our endocannabinoids to bind to our receptors. Now we have two main receptors. There are number one receptors and number two receptors. So the number one receptors are located in the central nervous system. The number two receptors are located in the peripheral nervous system. So the central nervous system is made up of our brain and our spinal cord, and our peripheral nervous system is made up of the nerves outside of the brain and the spinal cord. So different areas of the body. Now the endocannabinoids bind to either the number one receptors or the number two receptors and the result will differ depending on which one because as I just mentioned number one receptors and number two receptors are found in different parts of the body. So moving on to our third component which is the enzymes. The enzymes are nice and easy. They break down the endocannabinoids once functions are carried out. So once an endocannabinoid binds to a receptor, either number one or number two, a function is carried out, then the enzyme comes in and breaks down that endocannabinoid. And you're probably thinking, what is all of this? Why are you telling me this? 
But I'll tell you now, this is how THC comes into it. So THC interacts with your endocannabinoid system by binding to receptors just like the endocannabinoids do. And THC can bind to both receptors, just like the endocannabinoids can. So the bad part of this is that this can interfere with the ability of the natural endocannabinoids to do their job, which can throw the entire system off balance and overwhelm our endocannabinoid system. And when this system becomes overwhelmed, it results in us having slower reaction time. It disrupts our ability to remember things that have just happened. It causes anxiety and it affects judgment. However, it can also make you feel good or high. Now, again, you may be thinking that doesn't sound that bad. However, over time, THC can actually change how the endocannabinoid system works. And this can lead to memory problems, addiction, and trigger mental health problems. So I thought that this was important to include just to fully understand the process of THC within our body and to get a grasp on how the previous long-term effects that I mentioned might actually occur in the body, as well as the systems that are affected as a result of THC. So enough of that sciencey stuff. Uh, I'm going to move on to a big question, and that is whether marijuana is addictive. Now, most people who regularly use marijuana actually say no. However, research reports from the National Institute on Drug Abuse states that marijuana use can lead to something called marijuana use disorder or cannabis use disorder, which takes the form of addiction in pretty severe cases. So if you smoke marijuana before the age of 18, you are actually seven times more likely to develop a marijuana use disorder. And this disorder is associated with dependence. So people can definitely feel, I guess, the withdrawal symptoms when not taking the drug. Now, it's really important to recognize symptoms of, you know, cannabis addiction or marijuana use disorder. Uh, as I said, people who use marijuana often generally don't think addiction is possible. So the symptoms can be a little bit tricky with this one because it's not as physical as other drugs such as heroin or tobacco where you get the shakes or you vomit or things like that. The symptoms are less physical. So some of them include continuing to use the drug even when it's causing social or relationship problems or even psychological problems. You can also experience cravings for the drug. You can develop a tolerance. So that means that you need more and more to achieve the same effects that you got maybe when you first started using it. Uh, you experience stress and irritability when you run out or you can't have it. You may find yourself giving up or doing less activities that you used to enjoy because you'd rather smoke marijuana or use marijuana. You may find it affects your sleep. Uh, you also may find that you're using it so often you fail to get other important things done or in the past, maybe you've thought about cutting back or stopping, but you have never been successful. So if you recognize these symptoms in yourself or in someone you know, I recommend visiting the Lifeline website regarding substance abuse, misuse and addiction, where you can find plenty of informational fact sheets and advice and things like that. Or you can call the Lifeline number, which is 131114. It's also important to seek help from those around you. So whether that's a trusted friend or family member, it could also include your doctor or a mental health professional. 
Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And of course, if you want to keep learning and stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me at the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM and How's Your Head on TikTok. I've actually got two TikTok accounts now. So make sure you follow both of those to get all of that content. Thanks, guys. See you later.